Let's talk some uh, hoops now. And one of the good guys is the second year, if I'm correct, the coach of the Canterbury Rams, Judd Flavel. Hello. Hey, guys. Yeah. How are you, man? You got that right. Second year. Second year. Now, look, I look. I remember, look, I'm going to uh, show my age here, Judd. Long time ago, it was the Rhinic Basketball League, right? Uh, I, I covered basketball with Man. <laughs> going back a long, yeah, long time. Settle, settle down, pal. Settle down uh, with John Dibvick, <laughs> a good friend of mine. And, and the Rams, were, were, they, were, they were the real deal. And when I looked at the numbers today, 16 playoff appearances, eight grand final appearances, four NBL championships, but then a pretty pretty dry from then on in. Um how big is the challenge for you? So you just cut out the end there, but I just heard you talk about the, the history of the Canterbury Rams, and it's a it's a tradition, rich tradition in the um, in the NBL and New Zealand basketball. Um, you know, royalty mm. as well with some of the players and coaches that have been there before. So yeah, great traditions, great fanfare. Um, yeah, and I think that just you know, it's a great club to be a part of and, and great people that, are, that have been there. How big is the challenge for you this year? Mid, mid to bottom, mid to low part of the table last year. What have you done in the last off-season to suggest that you will be better this year? Well, a, a good start to that probably is, uh, is me being there for pre-season. Um, last year I turned up during the actual season and uh, I mean we had a great sort of staff that was getting the job done but it's probably less than ideal having your head coach turn up you know during the uh, week two of the season and, and we were a slow starters you know no doubt about that um, and you know this year we've got some continuity I guess we're bringing some people back that uh, that we had last year but also adding some new pieces to that as well and um, you know and, and really the thing with the New Zealand NBL it's, it's very competitive uh, all the way through uh, we went through, basically, last game of the regular season. We had to win that one. We ended up losing to Hawke's Bay, which basically was going to be us or Hawke's Bay that went through. Um, and I, and I kind of see the season, this happening again. You know, like a lot of teams are looking, you know, very good. The rosters are looking very good. There's a lot of teams that are returning key members and, and core, uh, their core players and then returning coaches as well. So... You know, this is a short season. It's a sprint. It's not something that you, uh, you know, I guess with the Australian season, which is sort of five to six months, this is a, you know, a four-month season that happens pretty quickly. So it means every game is exciting. Um, and you've got to come out on top. You've got to click those wins at the end of the day. Yeah, it's an incredibly intense season. You talk about uh, players and gets, and I was intrigued to see that you've uh, Ty Winyard. Is that your big get from Taranaki for the off-season? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, you know, Ty has been around the scene a little bit and, um, you know, great, I guess, one of New Zealand's, uh, I guess, um, talents that uh, that we have that's still yet to play his best basketball. Uh, we have a very good relationship going back to our breakers days when, he, you know, we turned up to the uh, breaker scene as a young teenager. Um, not a young teenager anymore, but still has got the hunger to... Um, to go on and, and um, you know, really see where he can take his basketball. So partnering up with Ty has been great. We've got uh, other key guys that are still, you know, returning. I guess Taylor Britt, for one, you know, kind of been with the national team, national program for, you know, last uh, couple of years. Walter Brown, probably the, the, the exciting young talent that we have that sort of launched himself onto the scene. Uh, Max Darling is there, returning again. So, you know, it, all these guys are looking for big seasons and um, 
you know, we've had a great build-up, great pre-season, and, and something that we're really eyeing into trying to have a good start for this start of this uh, this campaign. As it is with the ANBL, with the Sells NBL, it's always about your imports. Talk to me about uh, Kendrick Ray and Tevin Brown. Both guards? Am I correct in saying you got both guards? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Kendrick won't actually be here until he finishes the season in Italy. So um, for us, I mean, he was just such high-level talent that we needed to, we couldn't turn that down. Uh, it does mean, however, that we, we have some pieces to juggle. Um, so we've we've had we have Jared Wilson Frame who uh, will be coming down uh, and joining us as well. Um, Tevin Brown. Um, is also just tied up. We just finished up his G League season. You know, very good season with the G League, uh, first international campaign for him. But but yeah, we, we've really gone. You know, sort of loaded up in their guards as well. And um, we we have Troy Baxter who we've just you know, has just arrived. Um, you know, another um, a guy that's he's played a little bit of international basketball. Uh, but he's he's going to be a, an exciting addition to our roster. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be a, a crowd favourite. Uh, just with his athleticism, but yeah, you know, these pieces are really built around, I guess, our locals, and and uh, I think, you know, just obviously the imports, um, you allowed three of them, so they, they make up a big chunk. So it's important you get the chemistry right. Yeah. You do your homework on how they fit into, you know, how they're going to fit into your program, your culture, and and all the rest. So um, yeah, we we really like the pieces that we've got. Uh, Judd, I remember Modi Mayor at the beginning of the ANBL season quite explicitly saying, I'm going to be build my team and my championship campaign around defence. And it paid off. They made, they, made, they made the big dance. Didn't get it done, but they made the big dance. What are you building your season on? Yeah, look, I think if you spoke to every coach, they would. <laughs> every coach is going to say the same thing. It's going to be around defence. And that's been no secret, I would say, like in, in the success in this part of the world is can you build a strong foundation of defense? Can you get your guys to really buy in and, and bring that every single night? Uh, can you do you have a strong accountability with, within your your um, your leadership group? You know, do you have your culture right? I guess all those things play a big factor before you even kind of get into some of the um, I guess the uh, the things you might see the X's and O's on the mm. on the court. But um, you know, for us, we're building on what we sort of laid last year. And um, hoping to continue that on, but also I, I think with the imports that we have, trying to, I guess, our, our targets, we're trying to get guys who can really take the pressure off our, you know, some of our Kiwi boys. So, you know, and, and what I mean by that is these guys, you know, the two guards that we've talked about have to be good enough to be able to, you know, set the table for, um, for our team offensively. Um, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we have everything, an identity on the defensive end. And, you know, going back to what Modi said, like we want to be, you know, very similar to how they the Breakers played this year. I think that's kind of a natural take on New Zealanders anyway, being physical, being able to be, you know, blue collar or, or roll the sleeves up and, and get into the trenches when you can. Yeah, but that was that was always a feature of those those early Rams and you know and their and their Halcyon days. They were always considered a team you just didn't want to mess with. Is that do you think still in the DNA, or has time passed too far to sort of try and recreate that? Yeah, I think look, yeah, like I, I remember those days fondly because you know I was coming through my youth and watching the Clyde Huntleys and Dutchie yeah. Rademakers and uh, Grantons and. 
Ralph Lattimore, you know, I got to play against some of these guys too, the legends. And uh, but I think if you asked our group, they probably wouldn't know yeah. too much about them. But uh, the game has, you know, we still, I guess, want to represent the, the the province of Canterbury. And I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, we have great community support down there. And um, for us, you know, we want to make sure that we play a way and that resonates our community. Um, and that's on and off the court, you know, and our interactions and, and what we do in the community is, is uh, top-notch as well. So the Harrisons run a great program down there with the schools and in the community. And, and for us, that's, that's the overall package. It's, it's more than just the game, but, um, yeah, we, we certainly want to perform on and, and both on and off the court. Did I see that you've got Big Ed Book as uh, one of your assistants? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I've got the biggest assistant coach in the league, so... Uh, you know, it's uh, no having Big Ed. I've known Ed for for a long time. Great player, teammate of mine, and with Nelson, and of course in the Tall Blacks period, um, has a wealth of knowledge. Kind of understands everything you can talk about from a player's perspective, and also from an American. You know, like he he's been he's pretty much a New Zealander now. I mean, his family's all New Zealanders, but and he's lived here for so long. But um, yeah, one of my conversations with Ed early on the piece was like. You know, the Americans that we get from overseas, of course, you know, like we'll have an affinity, I guess, with him. And so just a natural affinity when, you know, <laughs> they start talking, I, I don't know, NFL or baseball yeah, yeah. or whatever it is, it's just <laughs> American. Um, so, you know, look, he, he plays a huge part for us. Um, and we have some exciting young coaches on their way up too. So, you know, the, the province of Canterbury is, and the Rams are doing well, but um, it's a really strong area for New Zealand basketball at the moment, producing a lot of youngsters, a lot of coaches. So, yeah, it's a privilege to get to work with these guys. Are you sure you haven't brought him as the in- sideline intimidator just when you're having a, no, having, a cr- having a crack, you're standing behind you when you're having to have a crack at the ref? <laughs> it, it is nice to have a seven-foot guy back you up, I tell you that. It's, uh, yeah, no, that's right. But, no, it, it, it's amazing. Nice, super nice guy, but uh, there's a lot of respect down there. So, uh, yeah, no, we, we've got a good, we've got a good bunch of guys. You know the Breakers organisation well. What did you make of their season? What did you see in this season from their what was that five and twenty three season last year to making the the grand final this year? What did you see that you liked? Well, yeah, I think there's probably a few things. Uh, probably the first thing is I think they they really had an offensive identity. I guess the last few years with Dan Shamir and, you know, they got to their beautiful spacing and ball screen and, and they all had a comfort of how they're going to play out of that. Um, the thing with the Australian BL is that it's an up and down season. They like to get up and down. So there's a few points that I, I thought they always left hanging on the um, on the bar, just, you know, in transition. Um, but also a lot of that can be generated out of your defence. And that's something that you just talked about, what Modi's focus was, it was evident that that came through really strong, and I think if you've got an identity that's kind of uh, playing for the playing to see from your fans, then you know you're doing something right because as we as we started this conversation about defense and defense winning championships, that's where they started. That's where they I guess got them through. There's probably a few things there offensively that they they would have liked to have had back. You know, they had plenty of open looks and shots and things, but. Uh, I guess their their backbone was built on the defense, and that just gave them, I guess, a nice stability all the way throughout that season. And, and like, if you go back to our breakers teams of old, at the same time, it was always on the defensive end, right? So during that heyday, it was, it was uh, of course, we had some nice 
offensive skilled players, but it was all the heart and soul was all based on the, uh, I guess, the hustle, the, the physicality, and, and everything we had. Uh, do you still look at? Do you still look at the the cells in NBL as maybe a pathway for you as a coach? Uh, as a coach, for me to go on to other things. To yeah, of course, about, man. To, of course, to go yeah, go, go right, through the okay. field, bud. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, I'm knocking on a few doors. I probably had about five interviews of, in the Australian NBL head coaching things. Um, you know, been down to the last couple a few times over the last two years. So, I think it's. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic league. It has a lot of, uh, the profile's high. It's got a lot of NBA ownership and, and um, I guess, integration now yeah. uh, with the Australian NBL. Since Larry Kissman came on and just really, I guess, you know, boosted the profile. And so we've seen a, a high profile, you know, high elite level um, players that are coming from the Australian NBL going straight to the NBA, vice versa, NBA into the NBL and, um you know, everybody wants to be a part of it. So it's partly of, of why it's tough to get a, a head coaching job there because there's just so many coaches and, I guess, people out there that, that really want it. But, um, yeah, of course, you know, absolutely. And if it ends up being just the sales New Zealand NBL, I mean, that, that's a league that I think is on the rise at the same time. So, you know, we're, we're benefiting from, I guess, uh, a lot of that Australian NBL profile, also the international game. And, uh, and I think New Zealand has been a sleeping giant for a number of years now. Um, and we've seen certainly good success from the tall ladies, success from the breakers. Uh, but I, I'm talking more about like the, the junior men's and the junior women's coming through and the sales NBL being, uh, being a, an environment or just a, um, you know, the grassroots that we've seen these guys for the first time before they launch themselves on, onto the bigger, uh, bigger things. So... Yeah, you know, like it's 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 a good time to be involved in basketball for sure. All right, man. Well, you're good. You're a good bloke too. So uh, the best of luck. I think Taranaki this time next week, right? Six o'clock at Tikal Stadium is, he, right. is, is your first showdown. So go get them, bud, and we'll follow with interest here on SCNZ. Awesome, thank you, Stephen. Great to chat. Anytime. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it, Judd Flavel, coach of the uh, the Wheeler Motor Group. Uh, Canterbury Rams, yeah, man, those days, back in the days, Robbie, you weren't even born then, but, uh, boy, the Canterbury Rams, they were big dogs. They were the big dogs, and it was always Canterbury versus uh, the Wellington Saints, right? Uh, and, man, they the, the, they were, honestly, you know, we talk about tribalism. That's the one Take thing. Take me back. <laughs> Take you back. You weren't even born. What, 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 year, what year are we talking? Are uh, you... We're talking the early 90s, man. Were you born then? No. <laughs> Take me back to the womb. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think the one thing that we all understand, though, is the fact that, you know, the Sellers NBL will be on ESPN as well. So all that sort of stuff. This this is go, Justin Nelson, if you remember, the former boss of the Sellers NBL, now doing marketing and stuff and partnerships with Sky. Yeah, he hosts uh, Hoop Heads with Casey Frank here oh, on SNZ right, That's as well. right. Yeah, okay, so you know I'm listening. Um, <laughs> you can see that he, he did the initial deal for the Sellers NBL in COVID because they had no NBA and they were looking for product. He said, he basically said, don't pay us, have it, purely for the exposure. And now you're seeing a lot of young kids ending up in colleges and the like. So there's uh, so much to look forward to.